the client experience, I think, is such an essential part of any mortgage broker's business to be able to interact with them, give them that great experience that's going to differentiate you from from the banks or your other competitors. And that's never a place to compromise. Yeah. It's like, sorry, client, my online <laughs> application is crap, but it's, it's easier for me. So yeah, it's free and easier for me. Yeah. So, so please fill it out and just skip <laughs> that crappy page. Well, well, again, welcome to all our listeners. We're so excited to be back for episode number three. Before we dive into it, I wanted to just get into a little bit of a story here that just gets us super fired up and excited to do these episodes. I was at a Waxy, I was at a trade show, yeah, and ran into some people. And well, this one lady actually in particular came up to me and said, Hey, you know what? I know you, Tom. I know you from your podcast, The Mortgage Tech Talks. And uh, we have been expecting this to be, you know, a kind of a month, multi-month, maybe a multi-year thing to get to that point. And we're already seeing it. And it's so great to just know that there's people out there enjoying this content. And uh, like I said, just gives us that fuel to keep going. So for for that one uh, person out there, uh, shout out, you know who you are. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, but let's get right into it here. They said hi to me too, right? Or I don't know. Did they? Well, not to me, but <laughs> through you. Uh, okay. No, I'll take I'll take the shout out. Yeah, that's that's, okay. that's fueling us to keep going and yeah. stay on track. So you're gonna hear a lot more from us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So getting right into the the content here. So you know, we've talked about a couple things, and one thing that we hear all the time from our brokers, I call it I call it the dream. Because it really is the dream. So let's paint that dream. Close your eyes if you have to, because we're gonna we're gonna paint a little bit of an image here of of what we're calling this dream. So this relates primarily from a technology perspective. And like I said, this comes from talking to hundreds and hundreds of clients. We consistently hear this. And the dream that we're about to paint is this. The all-in-one system. Cue some fancy music there. What it is, is what it sounds like, right? You know, you go into your day, you open up your computer, you open just your browser. So Chrome, Firefox, Safari, whatever you might use. You open one tab, you log into it, and you spend your entire day there. You don't have to open any Excels. You don't have to open your inbox. You don't have to do anything. It's one browser, one tab, and it'll run your day-to-day Everything is integrated. Everything's there, ready to go. And all you need to do is focus on that one single screen to run that day to day. I guess maybe do you want to add any layers to that dream? I'm sure I've missed a couple things before we maybe comment on it. But you've heard some of that dream, I think. Yeah, I like to. I have and I get it. Honestly, it's pretty snazzy. And yeah, things like everything, like accounting and working with your people and doing your email and just giving a bunch of examples like, Everything in one tab is a dream and it's been a dream forever, even before browsers. Like people hoped there was one app on their desktop. Yeah. I don't know what's before <laughs> that, to be honest, but the all in one or the one stop shop has always been a a dream. And it's, uh, I get the appeal. Like yeah, in theory, well, it's, it's super efficient. <laughs> in theory, you, you, you live in one place. In theory, everything's integrated and all that yeah. fun stuff. So. Yeah. And especially from, I would think of mortgage, you know, the mortgage brokers that we work with, that is particularly appealing, I think, from a compliance perspective too, right? Because it's such a heavily 
regulated industry to be able to say, okay, you know, let's just say one file goes south instead of saying, okay, where are those emails? I got to take screenshots. I've heard people do that, taking screenshots of their phone, of text message conversations, of documents that are hiding on their desktop or a Google Drive or whatever. I've got to pull all these things in. You know, I can just, again, go to that one place, find that person, find that file, and boom, it's it's all right there for you. So pretty appealing. But now, whatever you're doing, closing your eyes, it's time to open those eyes because we're going to kind of bring you back down to earth a little bit and say, well, that dream doesn't really exist. And I guess we'll go into, I think, a couple of reasons why instead of just killing your dreams, maybe go into a little bit more detail there. But when you think about that dream, you said, okay, yes, it was appealing. But what's have you seen anything close to that when you've been working with brokers? Is there something that you feel is close? Do you think it's on the horizon? What do you think? What do you think about that dream? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be companies that try because the reality is if they nail it, which to answer your earlier question, I've never seen anyone do. <laughs> but if they do, they're going to be driving Ferraris and living pretty good. But to answer your question on like why maybe we're killing that dream, like it's extremely complex to bring all these different systems into one place. And you become kind of a master of none pretty quickly mm. when you when yeah. you do everything in one spot. Like naturally people start with a feature or a set of core features and then build out from that. And if you start building out too broadly, there are going to be a lot more edge case features that you don't necessarily, or they are best of breed. And so they aren't really fulfilling everything that the client needs. And so your all-in-one becomes, even if there were a lot of features there, people aren't using three quarters of them, right? But I mean, in terms of companies that I've seen try it, There are some in the mortgage industry that are trying it. I wouldn't say like the definition of all-in-one is pretty broad. There are some trying it for more the underwriting and compliance side. People are trying to, if you were to lump that as your full basket, there are some companies, to name a few, Velocity and Lendesk and M3, they're trying to be that spot. Now, if if you take the pure underwriting side, they've done a pretty good job in certain areas being an all-in-one, but I wouldn't call them. Because there are other pieces of your job, pre-sales, email, phone calls, the finance, like you said. Yeah, right? finance, payroll. Yeah. Um, they do a great job with compliance because they kind of have to. And they do a great job with submission. But yeah, I, I no, I haven't. And I haven't seen anyone do it. And there's some that are close if your basket is much smaller in terms of what all in one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, I think maybe that's a good point. You know, if you were, oh, I'm trying to think of an analogy Let's just say, I don't know why I'm thinking of this one, but if your job was to run an ice cream shop, that's the only thing I can think of right now, then then maybe there's an all-in-one. Is I was trying to think of a simple thing, but all I'm saying is that, hey, maybe that you know your job day-to-day was just scooping ice cream. And so the all-in-one is the scooper and that's it, right? It's, it's as simple as that. And maybe that's not the best analogy, but the point is, of course, it depends on what does your day-to-day look like. But again, and the brokers that we work with, inevitably, even if they start small, it expands and expands quickly, right? And and that all-in-one solution starts to show some of those cracks. And the comment I want to make as it relates to this too, is that although we work primarily in the Canadian market, we've also done a lot of work, well, I'd say at least some work with US-based, yeah. even what some Australia-based. Yeah, yeah, even some UK, I remember that. And I actually think 
they're more or they're less all in one. That's been my experience. You yeah. Know? It's probably the nature yeah. of, well, we don't, this could be a whole podcast, I guess, but like <laughs> where the money follows, sure. like money follows the dream of all in one and the US is run like that with new companies and all that. But yeah, you're right. It, it's way less common out there. And I mean, I think you were telling me earlier about a, um, like an analogy with yeah. tech trades people, but it's not the exact analogy, but like when you hire someone to come to your house, you, let's say you hire a general contractor. Even they're not all in one. They know people like they're going to bring a plumber. They're not going to do it all, right? They're going to find a plumber, hire him and do it. They're going to find an electrician, hire them and do it. Like mm -hmm. it's, there's so much power in knowing exactly what you're good at and how to do it. And anyway, so no, it's, it's, it's a pipe dream and <laughs> I've never seen anyone do it. Some people have gotten decently close if the basket is very specific. Yeah. If you're out there thinking it's going to happen, probably temper your expectations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think when I think about Canada and comparing to the U.S. and these other places, I always say, you know, looking at the U.S. is like looking five years in the future, right? And and again, like we've said, they've actually gotten more separated than than more consolidated. And that's not for lack of trying, like you said, but that just seems to be the reality of it is that, and maybe they're able to build more individual tools, maybe a little bit more quickly, but more so the market that we've seen and the adoption that we're seeing is more of the segmented side than that that all-in-one side. And yeah, I mean, there's there's the contractor, maybe they're outsourcing other things, but even even if it's one contractor, so even if you're saying to yourself, well, I'm a you know one-man shop, I don't need to be calling other people, there's a lot that I can do. Well, maybe you're that general contractor, but even if the general contractor shows up to your house, well, he's got a truck full of tools. Right. So he doesn't, again, have the one tool. Right. You could imagine right. almost yeah. where if you were to show up to your house and it was the level hammer, drill, saw, saw all in one tool. Well, first of all, I don't even know how that would look, how that would yeah. physically be possible. But I think with that, uh, and this kind of maybe goes into the next section is to say, OK, if you saw that, if you saw a contractor come with that and it somehow physically got pushed all together into this one tool, would you even trust that contract, right? When you're, and this is kind of that, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none saying, okay, yes, there's one gizmo that I have can cut wood and it can drill screws and it can do all these things. But does it do any of those individual things well? Or is it do each of them maybe half as good as a, a dedicated tool? And, you know, at the end of the day, what is going to differentiate you in your business? The ability to, I guess, do that thing all in one, maybe with one tool. So you have that efficiency or is it, you know, being able to provide that best in class experience, no matter which activity you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd hire him. Personally, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, the, and maybe it's just a natural inclination. I don't know what it is, but when you see someone trying to do that, trying to be the all in one, I personally just naturally go, there's got to be something wrong here. Like there, <laughs> sure. there's, definitely power in specializing and focusing and honing a craft. And naturally, people in software can't be at all. And yeah. so maybe that's where that comes from. But when you go and shop for software or when you go find a, a school for your kid or whatever, any investment you're trying to do, you're always trying to find the best. And right. there's no such thing as the best in everything. So uh, yeah. naturally, when it's all in one, there are many asterisks around the best. And honestly, these companies trying to be all in one, you won't find one that's pretending to be the best. They will say, we've got a bit of everything. And mm -hmm. do you want that in your business? Probably not.
they probably yeah. want the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe just to to touch on our experience a little bit too, you know, we we are of course a product company and we've we've been very intentional about kind of the segment we're working in. So, you know, maybe we're a little bit biased with this. But I think we can also say in our experience, when we've we've dabbled in some of these other silos. So we are of course are more so focused on the CRM, the marketing, that side of things. But when we've kind of I guess, open the curtain a little bit to look outside and say, okay, what if we wanted to go into that next function or next function because our clients are asking for it? Hey, can you bring it all in? We've been scared, right? It's been a little scary to look outside and, and see that. And again, maybe that's just our experience. But I think what we can say honestly and reflect is that when you open that curtain, first of all, not only probably doubling the amount of work that you're doing, you're also doubling the focus, Right. And so that's from the product side saying, okay, there's a company that's solely focused on doing this one thing just absolutely amazingly. Or is it a company that is looking at doing a hundred things? Okay. And you can divide your, I guess your time up that way, but it's very expensive. I'd say to divide your focus that way, right. To be able to say, okay, for us, and we're building this tool, what are we going to focus on today? It becomes a very hard, almost prioritization exercise as well. Yeah. No, it's totally true. And, and naturally, with a lack of focus, like you said, the product becomes lesser. And sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, it don't exist. Yeah. And uh, people are trying. And I would say to tread lightly if you're looking at those softwares or at least know what you're getting into, right? Like that's part of today. Yeah. And I think maybe we can spend maybe just a couple minutes here too saying, okay, well, we've just spent, spent the time, well, first of all, painting a pretty, pretty picture and then immediately you know, breaking that dream. Yeah. But I think maybe we can talk a little bit about, you know, why, why other than the reasons we said, said so far where, hey, it's maybe not going to be what you want it to be. You know, what are some other reasons why you might want to go into that all-in-one solution? And maybe to just kind of kick things off a little bit, I'll say, and I think this is especially relevant, I'm going to bring it up again in this in this AI world that we're living in, is to say, you know, what if a new tool comes to market? Right. So I'm that contractor again. I have this fancy tool and it can saw and it can drill. It can do this, it can do that. But then, you know, the company down the street says, well, we've just come out with this brand new product that does something no tool has ever done before. And, you know, it's making a big game changer for a lot of people using that tool. So now for you as the contractor, if you have this clunky tool, you have to make the decision. You have to say, hey, am I going to now start doing two tools, right? My gizmo and this new fancy one, and that's kind of defeating the purpose. Or am I just going to kind of stick with it and maybe fall behind? Instead of going all in one, but being a bit more modular allows you to do is to very quickly replace those tools, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Be a bit more agile. Yeah. 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 That is a common one. And I mean, I don't know if you wanted to say anything more. On no, no. I think yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, there are some other reasons too, why all in ones crop up and why you maybe want to use many tools. I mean, a lot of these all-in-one tools have a purpose, not just to provide value, but also they're pitched in a way to provide value for you to be a part of something, maybe a brokerage or a network. So it's like, hey, join my brokerage or network. I have this all-in-one place. You don't have to think, right? And that provides some risks. Obviously, if you're totally all-in on that brokerage and you're totally all-in on that software, what happens if you want to switch? Now all your stuff's in one place, right? So there's reasons there too to have many tools and to always be looking beyond just them being best in breed in certain categories. Yeah, so right. yeah, that that's yeah. something to keep in mind. Yeah. yeah, I mean not to not to just, you know, pick on the 
I guess the brokerage and the and the network specific tools too is what if that gizmo breaks, right? I keep going back to the contractor tool, you know, so maybe that means just some downtime on the servers or whatever it might be, but that thing becomes for whatever reason unavailable for any given time. You're incredibly exposed too, right? You know, that's, are you going to put that in the shop? If again, I'm that contractor for a couple of weeks and now I'm not working for a couple of weeks, or am I going to be able to say, go the other way and, well, I have a hundred tools. One's not working. I can do that, put that away. And instead of using the screwdriver today, I'm going to use the hammer and nails. So it actually actually gives you a little bit of protection to say, hey, if I'm a bit more modular, a little bit more flexible, I allow myself that, yeah, that flexibility to to change things or to switch things up when maybe something's not working for me or, yeah, for whatever reason, my tools stop working. I have that optionality. I have that ability to make the switch when it makes sense. For me. Yeah. More control, more autonomy. That's and. and- yeah. And, and security, like Tom said, if something breaks and you have your whole business in this thing, you can be down for days or weeks. And yeah, so you want to hedge that as much as you can. Yeah. And I mean, the reality as well is like when someone, I'm trying to think of like a really, like Calendly, that's sure. a popular. Yeah. That's like what, single purpose. Yeah. When right. someone yeah. sets out to build a tool, and for those that don't know, Calendly is a tool that integrates, not an ad, by the way, <laughs> that integrates with your Google Calendar or your Outlook Calendar. Basically, you put a link in your email, a client can click it, and they'll see a live view of your calendar and slot in there for a half hour whenever they feel free. That is a single purpose tool right. that literally dominates the market because of that. Like They live and breathe all day, every day, how to make calendar booking more simple. Imagine if they also did email and accounting. Like Just naturally, it's impossible to be best in breed in accounting. So mm-hmm. they focus on... They get feedback from the clients. They focus on building the best tool. And typically, it it works out for you in the end with that model. And yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And and I think more than anything, where I see this being true of needing that best in breed, you know, for, for you and yourself, you know, maybe you can, you know, maybe it's okay and you get some efficiencies with the all-in-one of you know, not having to go many places and you're okay with, you know, maybe not that best in breed side of things, but where it really, really matters is your client experience. The client experience, I think, is such an essential part of any mortgage broker's business to be able to interact with them, give them that great experience that's going to differentiate you from from the banks or your other competitors. And that's never a place to compromise. Yeah. It's like, sorry, client, my online <laughs> application is crap, but it's, it's easier free. for me. So, yeah, it's free and easier for me. Yeah, so, so please fill it out and just skip <laughs> that crappy page. Um, so yeah, that, that's a pretty brute way of saying it. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like yeah. You should always be thinking of that. And at the end of the day, if it's a separate app and it's not all in one, but your clients are going to complete it or they're going to love it, you're going to win Yeah, at the end of the day. There's going to be more money hitting your bottom line. So. Yeah. And so I guess maybe just to wrap things up, you know, hopefully some of you guys listening are saying, okay, well, maybe I got to think about this best in breed a little bit more. And and so with that in mind, what should what should these people be thinking about? So obviously, especially if they're coming from that all-in-one gizmo, it's so easy, it's so simple. Now, if I want to start thinking about maybe building out my toolbox a little bit with some different types of tools, you know, what are, what are my keys to sex? What do I want to make sure is part of my tools or maybe my toolbox, make sure I I can do this successfully. Yeah. I mean, probably the first thing you have to keep in mind, especially in this day and age, is integration. Mm-hmm. Whatever software you choose, maybe it's not integrated with the tool you also use yet, 
But at the very least, and for those that don't know, integration basically means the ability for, for example, a CRM to be able to send data to your underwriting platform or Phylogix or something, right? So passing data back and forth. If it's not out of box integrated, at the very least, find a tool that has an open integration or an open API that basically means it could be integrated one day. But for most brokers that aren't tech savvy and, and are just trying to find something that works in their industry, go to the market, find tools that integrate with your existing tools that are best of breed. And they're out there, right? In the CRM world, they're out there. I mentioned Calendly. It integrates with a ton of stuff. Like They're all out there. That should be your main focus or your first focus when looking for a tool like this. If you find a tool that's like a desktop app, that's great, but it doesn't talk to file objects or velocity or whatever. It also doesn't talk to your email. It doesn't talk to anything. You're not get, really going to win there. You might have really good experience operationally, but uh, it's it's not going to go much further. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, trying to continue my contractor analogy, but that's exactly it. You have you buy all these different tools and none of them fit into the same toolbox. I don't know if that's the right way. So all that's good enough, I guess. That, you know, okay, yeah, although each of these different tools, I feel good about each of them. Well, it's just very hard to use them together. That's kind of it. And maybe that's the toolbox analogy of bringing it all together. And the good news is, though, is that these best in breed companies actually know that. Right. So if we keep using Calendly, maybe as this example that we have, well, they know they don't do everything. They know that if, hey, I want to, for everyone who's booked a meeting with me this month, I want to shoot them an email newsletter at the end of the month. Well, they don't do that. And so what they said is, okay, we're going to make our APIs, as the term Massimo is using, basically our ways of connecting with different apps, very, very good and very, very easy. And so in that analogy, Calendly will say, okay, well, we're going to make our APIs and our connection with something like MailChimp, so easy that you can just bring those two together and you can do those necessary things. And so that's the good news. And that's just honestly going to continue. The only other thing, and I don't know if you agree with this too, Mass, is you know drawing clear lines in the sand. Because although some of the, you know, these are best in breed, some of the trickiest parts of it is you know, there's a lot of overlap, right? There can be at least. And so you know, the two different tools you consider best and breed for two separate things, they have a they have an overlap, right? It's like a Venn diagram and there's that area in the middle. So I'm going to continue on this analogy of, I guess, my building a house as a contractor. You know, I could, if I want to secure two pieces of wood together, I could use a hammer and nails. Or I could use a drill and screws. And maybe the hammer is absolutely great for one thing, maybe, you know, some framing nails. Maybe the screw is absolutely great for another thing, but there's know, certain types of jobs that they could both do. One might not necessarily be better than the other, but having a very clear, almost operating procedure. Yeah. And it's just, this isn't just for functionality or client experience, but to your point, for your team, like if, they, yeah. if half your team's sending an email from MailChimp and then an email from the CRM with different branding and different, I don't know, deliverability rates, that's bad, right? And so it's clarity and also operating procedures and I mean, it's, it's, you have that not only from an operational standpoint, but also from a how everything connects and how it works. It just makes your company so much more successful. So, no, I agree. Clear lines in the sand is, yeah. is a huge key. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the team is a good example. If you say, hey, send this email to one person and they could use Outlook, they could use MailChimp, yeah. they could use a CRM, they could use all these different things. And that could be almost paralyzing. So being able to set for yourself and your business to say, Okay, yes, you could use any one of those three, 
but for this type of email, I'm going to do this, this type of thing. I think that's obviously a key to success. So I guess any kind of, I think, final words on on this year, Massimo, any, any I guess, maybe success stories or success tips as you, you know people go out and think about this and know when people are selling to you, they may pitch this all in one thing. So hopefully this podcast helps you be a bit more in tune with that and what's in the market. But I mean, beyond our, our success tips here, like just put it in kind of the frame that Tom was saying, go through the list, make sure they're integrated. And as he said, a lot of these companies know each other. A lot of these companies know the other integration partners. And so if you go to this company, let's say it's a submission platform and say, hey, I want a really good CRM. These companies are smart enough to know, okay, I can show you to the really good CRM that integrates with us. So have those questions. Don't just assume that they're all in one and that they've solved everything. Yeah, I think the only thing you know I would say too is that the all-in-one, I think the, uh, there's there's a season for it, especially maybe if you're on the newer side of things and you're just learning to be a contractor, you know, that gizmo can go a long way. But if you're you're listening and you're saying, hey, I really want to grow, I really want to provide a differentiated experience for my clients, I want to be considered top tier, that's when the best in breed is really going to serve you well. So understand which season you're in and based on that, you know, make the appropriate decisions as it relates to tech. So with that, thank you so much again. If you're listening to this podcast and you see us at the next trade show, please come stop us, say hello, give us that shot of encouragement. That's what we need. But thanks again. Uh, We appreciate everything you guys do for us and looking forward to seeing you at the next episode.